Hi, guys, and welcome to our podcast, Healing the Broken Marriage. We are your hosts. I'm Alicia. And I'm Brian. And today on the podcast, we have on someone very special to Brian and I, and it's our pastor, Darren Carey. And I'd like to tell you guys a little bit about him. Pastor Darren heard the call of God to ministry at the age of 12 years old, ran from it, and at the age of 18 to 26, when he and his beautiful wife, Rebecca, gave their lives to Jesus. Darren had served 10 years as an assistant pastor and is now lead pastor at Palmyra Grace Assembly. Darren strives daily to keep things in order, God first, family second, and ministry third. I just want to say how honored we are to have you on our podcast today. So welcome, Pastor Darren. Hey, guys. It's so good to be here. So good to be a part. Yes, what an honor it is to have Darren on with us today. He means so much to us, him and him and Becky. Rebecca, we call her Becky, but they both mean so much to us, and we'll get more into that in detail as we uh, talk further along today. Yeah, for sure. I think that we are just so thankful that you're here. And I think we can all agree that the enemy, which is the devil, hates marriage. And he's been attacking marriages and family from the very beginning. But also one thing I know is that God is for family and he loves family. He loves our family. He loves your family. And the enemy hates anything that God loves. So, you know, I just want to encourage a listener Um, And I know this doesn't sound like an encouragement, but it is. Don't be surprised if the enemy tries to attack your family because he hates all families, but he can hate all day long. It really doesn't matter because in the Bible, it says, if God is for us, who can be against us? And God is definitely for you. So I really wanted to bring Pastor Darren on about marriage and family just to get a pastor's perspective And just to take us a little bit on your journey. And so I think a lot of people might assume that pastors are kind of, you know, they are like the enemy. They're just untouchable. They come out of the mother's wombs with halos over their heads and they just walk their whole lives holding Jesus's hand. I mean, like that would be amazing if that was actually true. But I think the truth is that pastors are humans just like anyone. And we know from having a relationship with you that in your earlier years, you actually walked through some seasons of brokenness and even some spiritual identity crisis. And so I was just wondering, could you talk a little bit about how God redeemed those earlier years for you? Well, to start with, uh, it's just really great to be on here with you guys and, and love you both. And just thank you for having me be a part. Um, yeah, so my early years, uh, there was a call of God upon my life from the beginning. Uh, my mom, is, as uh, she was pregnant, was even told, had somebody speak to her about the baby in her womb. And so the call of God's always been there. But from the time I was born, um, being at uh, two years old, my I, my dad had left, and so I feel like I was born right into a actual spiritual battle, uh, as long as I can remember, because there was a split uh, with dad being up the road and not being in my life, and him and mom not together. Uh, there was that uh, stepping right into a an instant. Okay, I've got God. I see mom living this, 
but I see dad living another life. And all that led, all that led into such a run from the Lord. And, uh, um, all that came even as a teen running from it, people around me knowing the call, but God still redeemed all that, all the mistakes, all the running, all the, uh, fighting against fleshing out as a young man. Um, my whole church knowing the call of God on my life, God still brought that back. Even when I finally surrendered and went to the altar and made a real with Christ, uh, God redeemed it all. And literally from the time I left the altar, I went back and sat in my pew and had somebody approach me about ministry. And, and that seemed, <laughs> it was just a reminder that I haven't missed it. God is still here. And me and Rebecca both uh, walk right into it. We walk right into ministry and and it was just a reminder because the enemy had always said, you missed it, you blew it. And, and God was right there waiting. I think that's so awesome because I think so many times we think that, oh, this thing that I did or whatever has disqualified us from the call of God in our life when actually those are the very things that God will use to qualify us. It's not our strength that he uses, but in fact, our weaknesses. And I just love that so much. Absolutely. As we was uh, talking a couple nights ago about God's in the restoration business, I told Alicia then, I said, you know, we were talking about how people feel like they, they have to come to God and they have to be, you know, they have to be perfect. They can't have flaws or they can't have things, um, you know, a, a certain number of things they, they feel maybe even unworthy because they have so many issues going on in their lives. But like Alicia said, he's in the restoration business. And like I told her, I was like, how many times do you see somebody that's in the restoration of cars? They don't go to a car lot and buy a new car to fix up because it can't be fixed. It's already new. So they, you know, they try to go out and find the ones sitting in the weeds or the ones in the barns that need all kind of work. And, you know, that's the way God is. He just, uh, no matter how bad we look or, you know, we feel about ourselves or how many things we feel like needs to be fixed in our lives, God's up for that challenge. You know, I, and I'm actually, I'm so thankful that he uses the messy parts of our lives and actually turns those around for our good. And you know, he doesn't look at us as like, oh, well, you've got too much baggage here or you've rejected me there. He's like, he takes all of that. And like we've said in, you know, other podcasts, instead of like denying us, he stamps approved, which is so backwards to how the world views things. But in the kingdom, it's just so perfectly, you know, God does things, he just does things so perfectly. So Pastor Darren, you mentioned that you had walked through divorce. What could you speak to someone who has had to walk through divorces in their own lives and what God thinks about them? Yeah, with uh, being divorced, you know, I, I uh, at the same time that I was uh, pretty much making out graduation announcements at 18, uh, we were also making out wedding announcements. And that, as a young man, 18 and, and the life of mess, that's how, you know, I realize now I look back at 18, I was way young for all that to be happening. And, and, and when the divorce came, um, I don't know, it's just, uh, that feeling, I understand the feeling of feeling like it blew it all, especially knowing the call of God on my life and even the people around lost 
Christians all alike knowing and feeling that pressure that God, even with divorce on there still redeems. Uh, when I think about that, you know, I'm part of the assembly of God and there was a, a hundred year old rule that had been part of the assembly of God, which I understand uh, that if you'd been divorced, you could be ministry. And at that time, and I always felt like even my own denomination is denying me the opportunity to go further in ministry. And that's okay. I understand why it's in place, but that got reviewed and God opened doors, you know, just where we think the enemy has shut things down and it, it looks impossible. Uh, my pastor friend had come to me and said, Darren, they're reviewing it. There's going to be an open door here. And it was about abandonment. It was about somebody leaving you, uh, you know, in, in the divorce situation and, uh, you know, God restored that. God restored that. There was an open door, even through the assembly of God, that made a way for me to become a pastor and get back in ministry. And I was still ministering. I didn't stop. But I just always, you know, it was just something else the enemy was trying to say, look, even where you grew up in won't accept this because of what you've done. So God brings it. He restores. I so, so love that because you know, Brian and I fully believe that God is in the restoration business and that he loves a good redemption challenge. And he can take any of our messes and make masterpieces out of them. And I just absolutely love that. And we're like, we're living testimony of that. You are so many people, so many of our listeners are, and I just love that. I love that. So You've been in ministry, like we were talking about, for a good amount of time. And, you know, my dad was too. I'm a, I'm a PK. So, yeah, I understand a lot of that. But I know, you know, from my past experience that being in ministry and also balancing family and marriage can be hard. It can be very difficult. But just kind of watching you and Becky, you seem to do it so well. So I was just curious, like, what have you learned through your life experiences and being in ministry full-time balancing ministry and marriage? Like what, what suggestions or what advice would you give someone who's in that place that's having a hard time, like balancing the call of God in their life, but making sure the people that they love don't fall in the cracks over, you know, for the call of God. Well, you know, in my bio, you even read there, I, I truly believe God family ministry in that order. It's God first, then it's your family, then it's ministry. If you get those out of whack, I believe that's where a lot of trouble comes. And by no means are me and Becky perfect at this at all, but I do believe there's been some bumps in the road. And anytime that I, I would allow, you know, somebody said to me, that they felt convicted in their own ministry, that they run all around the world to save nations and, and really blow it when it comes to their kids. And do your kids feel that? Do your kids in ministry, whatever God's call is on your life, they've got to know how important they are and that, you know, it's God, family, ministry. They have to know how important they are. Make sure they know that. And we messed up in those areas. And, and you know, but God is redeeming because, we're at the church now in ministry. Both our girls are there. All five grandsons are at the church. And I know that it might not always remain that way, but it's a real special moment. And it, it, the main thing is, is me and Becky communicating. You know, I'm not going to say behind closed doors, there's been times that it's like, 
what have we done? <laughs> you know, I would do any, you know, we've thought before what it would be like to have a job that you do eight hours and go home and forget about the job for eight, you know, the rest of the time you're home. That's not ministry. Um, God, it's still with you, but you have to still protect uh, a good accountability. Seriously is answering to somebody what you're planning for your family. You know, you'll have a whole list of ministry needs or what God's calling and you get pumped up about those things, but somewhere, are you writing down a plan of what this Friday you're going to do with your wife? Are you writing down this Saturday, what you might take your kids and go do? It's something, if it ain't on paper and it, it ain't in your agenda, then it's not going to happen. You're not just going to fall into it. So that's helped us that I had somebody to answer to my previous pastor. I filled out a sheet every week on what my plans were. And he specifically told me it, it can't be Friday night, movie night at the house. Every time plan something different, do something that brings life and keep that there. And, and, you know, even now I say, I need somebody more to answer to as a, as a lead pastor. I need somebody to be answering to that, that me and Becky are planning something and, and running things past her before I go running wild right into it, getting excited about it. Make sure Becky's with me. And that's, that's, that's helped us. We haven't always did that, but it, we've learned from it in those mistakes. No, I think that's so good. And I love like, because if you think about it, doing ministry is, is just a portion of your life but you're going to have your marriage, you know, till you take your last breath. And so you want to, I think, invest in even more your marriage because, you know, at the end of the day, that's the one laying beside you. (laughs) That's exactly right. (laughs) And waking up next day. That's exactly right. (laughs) So next question, Darren, what is your plan next week for you and Becky? Oh, I love that one. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Brian. Well, Uh, we are coming back. We're going to district council and we actually are taking an extra day Wednesday to ourselves and Wednesday nights covered. Uh, the youth are covered. And when district council is over, we're using that Wednesday as a Darren and Becky day. So oh, yeah, I, love I, that. I, I am on top of it. I'm glad. I'm glad I was this time since you asked. <laughs> I was going to have that. Yeah. I was going to have that edit if, if need be, but that you did good on that one. So yeah, good deal. I've, I've thought about this myself self just through the things i've done when i was younger but if you, you could look back at your younger self what would advice would you give yourself now younger darren oh oh man <laughs> calm down you're going 100 mile an hour young man you know I, it seemed like everything i went to do you know got to give me that desire and passion to go after things but i was the things i was reaching for were flesh and you know i did anything i've ever done i went out with everything i got and um you know if i could tell that young man you're going the wrong direction you know and and somewhere inside that young man i knew it there was a fight there was a battle but i was you know i took the hard way i I tell him you know take this way take christ and it's going to be so much easier you're doing it the hard way in the wrong way go after god and uh yeah, I probably have a lot more to say, but we'll keep it at that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I love I love yeah. that question. Yeah, I understand Brian, that though. Well, Brian, I want to ask you, because I love that question so much. What's a piece of advice you would give younger Brian? A lot of what Darren said. <laughs> no, you can't do well, that. <laughs> no, I mean there really is. There there's there's times when I just wished, you know, not that I'd 
not that you don't want to experience life, but looking back, there's a time when I wish I would have literally just skipped that time period. And I know I would have missed a lot of my younger years and stuff, but sometimes you just wish you could jump past that and just go into a different um, stage of life where things were, you were more mature and you weren't making bad decisions and, but we can't. So, you know, we learn from that. And even with our own kids, you know, we try to, you know, there's times when we dig up things from our past to teach our own kids, you know, to try to keep them from making the same mistakes. So it can be useful, you know, God, God can make use of anything that's, you know, just like the song, he takes what the enemy meant for evil and he turns it for good. You know, yeah. there's always, always things we can use, uh, experiences in life, good or bad, uh, we can make good out of for the glory of God. But yeah. yeah. Um, but the, yeah, Darren, he goes after everything, even still, you know, hundred percent. I mean, even in the church and stuff, he just really has a passion and drive for people and, you know, even yeah. what's going on in the church ministries and our church is like, we're doing some crazy stuff, you know, just in the physical and the spiritual, you know, we're doing, we're doing, we're really, we're really going leaps and bounds. Yeah. So some good things, good things happening and a lot of, a lot of expectation. I think, you know, even piggybacking off of that, um, pastor Darren, like when somebody's listening to this, how, what would you, how would you um, tell the listener, how can they connect with you? Like if they're interested in finding out more about grace assembly, how could they connect with you? I'm our grace. I, you know, first off I'm real personal. My, my Facebook, Darren Carey, come right on there. Send me a message. Uh, when I first got on Facebook back in 08, I didn't even know what Facebook was. So I'm always about gaining more friends. I love the fact of how many people connected with on there. So seriously, look me up, Facebook friend me. I, I don't deny many people unless I'm just totally clueless who they are. But yeah, send me something. Uh, I would love to be your Facebook friend. But through the church, uh, you know, we have, um, we can call there, Palmar Grace. Palmar Grace has its own page. You can send prayer needs on there. Uh, and I would, I would love to connect with you. We're at Palmar Grace is uh, address 13605 Ghetto Finger Road in Palmar. And uh, it's Palmar, Indiana. And love to have you there. We're a young growing church, uh, uh, a church that we came to that had 12 people three years ago. And we're running an average of 75 now. And we just praise God for that growth. And uh, God has spoke hub over us. So if you come to Palmar, be ready to be part of a hub. And that's people coming in, people going out, God using things and growing a ministry right now and doing a great thing in our church. So I'd love to connect. Yeah. yeah. And also, if you guys don't have a church family, you can also go to Palmyra Grace Facebook page um, and watch the Sunday live streams. And they also have a feature there where like if you want to sew into that ministry, you can do that there, too. So I just want to encourage you guys to do that because you're sewing into I think it's so important to sow into what God is doing and he's definitely doing something through this church right now. So pastor Darren, we're just so, so thankful that you said yes to come on. I was afraid Brian might scare you off, but he didn't. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. 
Okay, so guys, we're just going to close out this episode. Please um, don't forget to follow, rate, review, and share this episode. And until next time, we bless you. We bless you.